Hello, everybody. Today, we have the pleasure to have with us uh, Dr. Marie Passet from the Laboratory of Hematology of uh, Hospital St. Louis in Paris, uh, France. Marie, it's a pleasure to have you with us. How are you today? Hi, well, uh, I'm great and I'm happy uh, to be there and discuss my work today. Thank you very much for accepting our invitation and uh, we are going to talk uh, today about your uh, research article recently published in uh, Blood entitled Concurrent CDX2 CIS3 Regulation and UBTF ATX and 7L3 Fusion define a novel high-risk subtype of B-cell ALL. <laughs> I'm telling you like right now I'm not gonna repeat any time soon this <laughs> fusion gene name it's really a trouble for me <laughs> so uh, first of all um, can you give us a little overview of uh, the genomics of adult BALL that is the topic of uh, your research Yes, so uh, before focusing on uh, adult ALL, it's important to know uh, that uh, BLL are classified according to recurrent cytogenetic and molecular abnormalities such as high hyperdiploidy, low hypodiploidy, or chromosomal um, translocation leading to oncogenic chain fusion, for example, KMT2A rearrangement. And this alteration drives specific transcriptional programs and are associated with a distinct clinical presentation, with distinct response to treatment, and finally, a distinct prognosis. So cytogenetic and molecular characterization of BLL at diagnosis is really important, and it's useful for risk-adapted treatment stratification. That's really true for a pediatric LLL because they are well characterized. But in adults, uh, with the exception of Philadelphia um, positive, chromosome positive LLL, which really benefit from a distinct treatment with the addition of Taronis kinase inhibitor, a few genomic abnormalities are widely recognized as useful for treatment stratification. Um, this is partly related to the poorer knowledge of uh, genomic abnormalities defining a relevant subgroup of patients as compared with the BLL in, in children. And um, because the, the prevalence of uh, ALL subtypes varies with the age. Uh, for example, the most frequent subtype in children are uh, high hyperdiploidy and OTVC strong-joint fusion, subtypes associated with uh, good prognosis but they are less frequent in adults. Uh, ATVC strong right fusion accounts only for 2% in, uh, in adults. So uh, finally, until recently, about half of adult BLL cases was uncharacterized and so-called uh, BOZER ALL. I see, thank you. And can you guide us through the design of your study? Um, so what did you explore? Which kind of uh, patient cohort in particular? How did you get these samples? And uh, with which technique did you study these um, patients? Yes, so to improve our understanding uh, of uh, aged BLL, we wanted to identify new oncogenetic subtypes within the uncharacterized uh, cases, so within the uh, so-called BOZER ALL group. 
Uh, so we were looking for new oncogenic alteration that drive specific transcriptional program. So to do so, we perform transcriptome profiling of a large cohort of adult BLL, uh, more than 300 cases harboring uh, no uh, cytogenetic abnormality using uh, RNA sequencing. And we have also uh, performed uh, long-read uh, whole genome sequencing for some case. So with RNA sequencing, we can perform transcript fusion analysis to identify new fusion. Uh, we can perform unsupervised hierarchical clustering to identify cluster of patients about the same transcriptional program. And uh, we can perform mutational uh, variant calling. And uh, with a long read whole genome sequencing, we are able to identify structural variants, uh, for example, copy neutral rearrangements that are missed by uh, RACGH. I see. So, with all these techniques, uh, you were able to find a cluster, right? That was like a new signal in uh, all these uh, variety and multitude of like so-called other B cell uh, uh, ALL, right? Yes. So um, first with the RNA sequencing, we identify in our cohort subtype uh, recently described, such as the DUX4 subtype or the subtype with the ZNF384 fusion, or a subtype defined by a point mutation of PAX5, the PAX5P ATR and other group. And we discover a cluster of cases without recurrent uh, known alteration. And so to elucidate the genomic alteration of this uh, novel subtype of BLL, we perform long-read whole genome sequencing on only two cases of uh, this cluster because it's quite uh, expensive. Um, and so uh, integrated analysis of long-read whole genome sequencing on uh, RNA-seq data um, showed in uh, that specific cluster uh, a deletion uh, involving uh, FLAT3 and PAN3 gene on uh, chromosome 13. And this uh, deletion is located uh, upstream of uh, a gene called uh, CDX2. Uh, and uh, this gene is uh, one of the most highly expressed gene in the novel cluster. And uh, briefly, CDX2 is the homeodomain transcription factor involved in uh, development during uh, early stages of embryogenesis, including primitive uh, hematopoiesis, and it is not expressed in uh, adult bone marrow. So here it's an ectopic expression of a gene involved in primitive hematopoiesis that have already been um, uh, reported involved in uh, acute leukemia. So uh, we've got a very good uh, oncogenic candidate to explain uh, this novel cluster. Uh, but uh, we got the surprise that uh, the analysis uh, showed a second alteration, a short deletion of uh, 10 kilobases at chromosome 17 involving uh, the UBTF and the ataxin 7L3 genes. And the deletion leads to um, the loss of the end of uh, UBTF on the intergenic uh, sequence. And this resulted in an uh, interim uh, UBTF ataxin 7 h fusion transcript detected uh, in RNA-seq data and confirmed by uh, PCR. 
And we next show that the association of these two alterations, so the deregulation of the CDX2 expression and the fusion of UBTF ataxin 7L3 uh, was present in all the cases of uh, this novel cluster. So we call it uh, CDX2 UBTF ALL. Oh, I see. So um, these two alterations in chromosome 13 and 17 pass me the joke, 13 and 17. So also like bad numbers for BALL2, <laughs> right? Um, uh, but what is the genetic mechanism uh, underlying uh, um, these, uh, uh, the pathogenesis of uh, this specific cluster of uh, um, BALL? Uh, can you guide us through the functional experiment that allowed you to um, outline how these uh, um, aberration leads to oncogenesis and BALL? So um, uh, first I'm going to, to begin with the, the easiest to explain. So the UBTF attacks in fusion. So we have uh, identified a deletion between these two genes. So the deletion uh, generate a, a fusion transcript and we show on Western blood that the, the resulting chimeric uh, fusion protein was uh, expressed in patient uh, derived, uh, derived xenograft cells. So uh, we've got an altered protein uh, uh, generated by uh, this, uh, this deletion and this fusion. Um, so for the, the deregulation of CDX2 expression is the, the big part of, uh, of the work. Um, so uh, we have identified a, a deletion upstream of the CDX2 uh, gene uh, using RSCGH, and uh, we have found this deletion in all the patients. And so to better characterize this deletion, uh, I have performed a capture-based sequencing on this uh, specific genomic region from the CDX2 gene to PAN3. And uh, we identified the common minimal deleted region, which uh, included the promoter and first exon of FLAT3 and PAN3. And uh, next, I have analyzed the breakpoint, uh, the breakpoint sequencing and find uh, recombination signal sequencing like motif. Uh, motifs uh, recognized by uh, RAG enzyme active during lymphopoiesis uh, to perform VDJ rearrangement. So the deletion occurred through off-target cleavage by the RAG um, recombinase in a differentiating B-cell precursor. And such RAG-mediated deletion are frequent in uh, ALL and uh, occur in region of open chromatid. So I wanted to understand if those deletions were causative of CDX2 deregulated expression or just related to uh, active transcription of the locus. So either the deletion leads to a CDX2 high expression, uh, either um, CDX2 high expression means that the uh, chromatid is open at this locus and the chromatin is accessible for a RAG enzyme. Um, so uh, we analyze a Hallel-specific uh, expression of CDX2 using a single nucleotide polymorphism for understand if uh, there is an alteration anywhere in the genome that leads to the expression of both CDX2 alleles, or if we have the expression of only one allele uh, of CDX2 and a genomic alteration on this specific uh, allele uh, leading to a CDX2 deregulation. 
and in uh, every CDX2 uh, UBTF case uh, with informative polymorphism, we have shown a clear monoallelic expression pattern. So uh, next, uh, we, uh, we have performed uh, sequential uh, RNA-DNA fish on a patient-derived xenograft of CDX2 UBTF ALL. So uh, we have combined a probe to, visual, to visualize the CDX2 nation transcript for the RNA fish part, and uh, two probes for uh, the DNA fish part, one mapping the deleted region, and uh, one uh, as control mapping uh, a region uh, non-deleted. And um, we have uh, showed that uh, when we have the probe for the CDX2 transcript, we uh, never add the probe uh, mapping the deletion. So um, the CDX2 um, uh, allele is uh, always expressed from the allele that uh, arbor the deletion. So um, uh, the CDX2 deregulated expression was mediated by the uh, genomic deletion upstream of CDX2. Um, we, we, we next have studied cis regulatory elements to understand the, what happened in this specific deleted region. Um, uh, for that, we, we've done uh, chromatin, uh, chromatin immunoprecipitation and sequencing for histone modification in uh, PDX of uh, CDX2 UBTF ALL and in a cell line called NIME16. Uh, this cell line highly expressed CDX2. Uh, this slide uh, doesn't have the deletion at our, uh, at our patient, but um, have a duplication in uh, the pan 3 gene. And so a chip experiment reveal an enhancer in the pan 3 gene, and this enhancer is never affected by the deletion in our patient and is located in the duplicated region of uh, NIME16. Um, next, we perform 4C sequencing on uh, NALM16 and other control cell line using the CDX2 promoter as the point of view. Uh, so 4C technology uh, is for circular chromosome confirmation capture that allow the detection of a genomic region that interacts with a particular region of interest, here the CDX2 promoter. And the first step is the covalent fixation of chromatin in a close spatial proximity, followed by fragmentation, ligation, and digestion steps. And finally, DNA fragments are circularized and amplified by polymerase uh, chain reaction with specific primer, here a specific of the CDX2 promoter. And so 4C showed an um, interaction between the CDX2 promoter and the pantry enhancer region in uh, NALM16 only, so in the only sunlight that express uh, CDX2. And finally, to, to better understand the role of this uh, enhancer, uh, we have designed a CRISPR interference uh, experiment using signal guide RNA targeting the PAN3 enhancer, uh, co-expressed with the transcriptional repressor domain fused to catalytically dead Cas9. 
So um, CRISPR interference is a technique that uh, allows for um, sequence-specific expression of uh, gene expression. So here uh, we were targeting the pan 3 enhancer. So with our constriction, we have put uh, repressive chromatin marks instead of active ones. So we have uh, turned down the enhancer uh, in PAN3 and have looked at the what happened on the CDX2 expression in 916. And we have observed a marked reduction of CDX2 expression at the transcript and protein level. So all these results demonstrate the role of the PAN3 enhancer on CDX2 aberrant expression. So to summarize, um, we identify a novel subtype of ALL characterized by the quite uncommon association of two genomic alterations. So the first, the first one, the deletion between uh, UBTF and uh, ataxin 7 s 3 that uh, leads to a fusion on the expression of a chimeric protein. And the second one, a deletion involving uh, PAN3 uh, and FLAT3, is responsible for the hijacking of an enhancer in PAN3 that uh, interact with the CDX2 promoter and leads to uh, CDX2 high expression. Wow, Marie, that's like uh, incredible uh, and so well detailed. Thank you so much. And congratulations really for like outlining so clearly uh, the study design and the flow of uh, your uh, functional data. Um, another question, are these cases uh, characterized besides, of course, like the culprit lesion also by additional genomic or transcriptomic features uh, like specific co-occurring uh, copy number alteration or so? Uh, yes, uh, well, uh, regarding transcriptomic feature, uh, some ox gene were moderately expressed in uh, CDX2 UBTF LL, and CDX2 is an upstream regulator of ox gene, so it's quite expected. And, and genset enrichment analysis showed enrichment in gen regulated by the polycombrospressive complex 2 in embryonic stem cell and gene expressed in a core blood derived hematopoietic stem cell. And also a negative enrichment in a gen related to cell cycle and uh, mTOR signaling, subjective of a lower metabolic state. And uh, regarding the genomic landscape of uh, CDX2 UBTF ALL, uh, we characterize additional alteration using array CGH and uh, targeting sequencing. And the most frequent uh, copy number alteration was the duplication of the 1Q arm uh, seen in half of the cases. And uh, other uh, alteration involves the loss of a CSQ or, or um, a 9Q or a deletion of uh, uh, PAX5 and is, uh, its promoter. And uh, targeting sequencing show frequent uh, mutation of RAS pathway and the uh, CREP BP genes. Uh, and uh, in addition, uh, RNA-seq analysis um, showed the uh, CXCR4 uh, mutation, and that's um, a gain of function mutation. They have never been reported in uh, acute leukemia. So that's what quite unexpected. And that's the same mutation um, as the mutation described in uh, Wim syndrome and uh, Waldenstrom.
tibia, like uh, like in the congenital cases. So now let's go um, from the bench to bedside. Uh, what about clinical association? Did you notice any uh, particular characteristics of uh, this uh, new cluster of patients you identified as compared to other BALL? Uh, so we have identified 26 patients with CDX2, UBTF, ALL, and uh, 20 were uh, women. So uh, we have a highly skewed sex uh, ratio. Um, uh, the hemophenotype of CDX2, UBTF, ALL was frequently classified as pro-B uh, pro stage. Um, um, 17 patients were included in the GRAL trial, so it's a, a protocol prospectively enrolling uh, adults aged from uh, 18 to um, 59 years old, and so the, the female predominance was significant uh, in this cohort. Um, patients tend to be younger, even if it's not uh, significant. Blast infiltration in the bone marrow was significantly lower, and the, the immunophenotype, sorry, the immunophenotype uh, probe. I see. And uh, any particular uh, insight on the survival outcomes of this patient instead? So uh, this patient uh, display a slow response to uh, induction phase. So um, only half of patients uh, have a peripheral blood response to steroid at day uh, eight uh, and a, a low uh, bone marrow blast clearance at uh, day 15. And three patients need uh, a second induction to uh, achieve a, a complete remission. And um, all, uh, all but one uh, evaluable patient had a high minimal residual disease. So uh, CDX2, UPTF, ALL is a subtype with a, a very poor response to chemotherapy. And um, so with this result, um, patient um, uh, receive more frequently uh, allo stem cell transplants. Um, uh, also, the cumulative incidence of uh, relapse was really higher in this uh, uh, subtype in uh, univariate and uh, multivariate uh, analysis. Uh, however, um, uh, survival did not differ between the CDX2, UBTF, ALL, and other BLL patients, which may, I don't know, reflect a favorable uh, response to a current salvage procedure in uh, BALL. I see. So it's um, from what I gather is uh, uh, important to identify this patient because they don't respond very well to the first line treatment. Uh, so it's uh, important to know also and to identify them in order to quickly uh, use uh, appropriate treatment. Um, well, very, very amazing. Uh, all this study is like uh, really shedding light uh, on uh, the, the shadow lens of adult BALL, uh, especially the subtypes that uh, are not uh, as now uh, so well characterized. So thank mm -hmm. you very much for doing so. 
Uh, and can I ask you instead, uh, um, why did you choose uh, to study this particular aspect of hematology? Can you give us a little bit background on you? Why did you decide to study this aspect? Uh, did you apply for any grant uh, for doing so? Um, so um, this study is, as you say, a, a part of a project that is really the whole characterization of adult BLL. Prognosis of uh, young adults with BLL is still unsatisfying, and so it's important to improve our knowledge on adult BLL. And so also with the recent evolution of technology has helped us with the gene expression profiling on microarray or even more recently world transcriptome sequencing in this study using a RNA-seq approach allowed the identification of relevant leukemia subtype at the CDX2 UBTF that's defined by, defined by their transcriptomic profile and also enable the identification of uh, gene fusion which represent the oncogenic driver. And now we are order perform RNA sequencing of uh, BLL cases without recurrent uh, alteration. I diagnosis so it's quite a study uh, from diagnosis and research. It's uh, uh, we work on both sides and um, I have not speak yet about phylike subtype, but some phylike cases with ABL classes fusion really benefits also from the addition of tyrosine kinase inhibitors. So it's important to perform BLL characterization as soon as possible for diagnosis purpose and also for research purpose too. Thank you very much, Marie. Um, it was a pleasure to have you with us and thank you again on behalf of the EBMT trainee commun uh, community and the committee uh, to uh, having um, showcased your research uh, for us today in uh, such a digestible format uh, for uh, all trainees. Uh, thank you very much and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.